Hey guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode will be on Faith Brought Us Here. So this is our first episode for this podcast and we have been so excited to launch this podcast. It is now January 1st, a new year, 2020, and we're excited for what God's going to do through this. Yes. Happy new year, guys. We are ecstatic. Like we have been (laughs) working up to this for so long and we are so excited that the date is finally here. And so we know that God's going to use us and we, our prayers that, um, whatever we share with y'all, that it just speaks to you and you're able to take something away from it. You know what I feel like we have, we like, we had right now is one of those like, um, sound machines. That's like, like a party little thing. I was thinking about the thing you shoot out (laughs) your mouth. Yes. With a confetti. Like a celebration. Yes. Yeah. It kind of is a celebration. It is a celebration. It's a big so, celebration. Yeah. So we are here. We wanted the first um, episode to be about faith um, and it bringing us together because what better way to start um, you guys off with getting to know us a little bit more and why we really wanted to start this podcast in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so one, we both love God and we want to serve him with all of our hearts. And so we're really hoping that through this podcast, we're able to just share a piece of that with you guys every, every time we um, record and every time you guys listen so that um, you leave feeling refreshed, um, um, more confident, whatever it may be in your own relationship with Christ. Yeah, we definitely want you to have a me too moment, like vulnerable right here, just transparent and sharing our hearts and just being honest with y'all because a lot of times people walk on eggshells around honesty. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very true. Um, so uh, the importance of sharing your story with others. I feel like I have ran into so many people who've said, one, I don't really have a story or um, I don't know really what my testimony is or whatnot, but everybody's got something to share with someone and it's all there's always something that's relatable to something that someone else is going through. And so the importance of sharing your story with others, and that's kind of what led Susan and I together. I shared a piece of my story one night at one of our events um, that we were hosting with our women's ministry. And at the event, um, we kind of realized that we had a very similar story, a similar background. And that's really what kind of brought Susan and I together in the first place to build a friendship that really just blossomed from there. Yeah, I, I remember that night going in there and just sitting in that chair and listening to them on stage speak and hearing Crystal speak from her heart and just sharing her testimony. Um, and then I had that Me Too moment where she was sharing about teenage pregnancy and, you know, everything she was saying was lining up with what I'd been through as far as, you know, being 17 and being pregnant and having the child when we're 18. And so that was definitely where I was too. And so um, it made me realize that look, this is a person who has a past similar to mine. They have a story and their past isn't necessarily probably the best, but that doesn't mean that God can't use you because he's using her at this moment. And so for me, it gave me hope and it inspired me, you know, to give me that opportunity to say, 
hey, I can, I can do that too. I can be a better me and I can move forward and I can do work for God. And that may not mean that I'm sitting on a stage under the spotlights, which is fine, but that doesn't mean that he can't use me somewhere. Absolutely. I, um, when you were sitting there saying that, I think that we look at people and we're like, their life looks picture perfect, you know? And unless you dig deeper and you find out about people, you don't realize that nobody's picture looks perfect. But once the creator of your picture and you can see that, that beautiful, that beautiful reality of what's inside of it, um, you realize that it doesn't have to be picture perfect because that's the beautiful part of how God has moved inside of your life and how he's moved inside of other people's lives that makes it beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? Like that messiness of it sometimes is what makes it the most beautiful because that's where we see God the most. Right, and what's that quote? Um, He brings your mess to a message. Oh, yeah. Or turns your mess into a message. I like that quote too. I do too. Um, Okay, so part of our stories is teenage pregnancy. That's a, you know, a bigger part of both of our stories because, um, or in our testimonies, if you would say, because um, that is something that affected, not affected, but brought us um, to a lot of our faith at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that it was super trying. It was super hard. um, And what we have realized is that sin doesn't really just affect you. It affects pretty much everybody around you as well that has like a close-knit relationship Mm -hmm. with you. So true. Uh, Yeah, I think about the effects it had on my family, you know, being a teenager. That that didn't mean that my life changed. That meant that everyone in my household's life changed, my family's life changed, the people in the church's lives changed because so many people are affected by it. And, you know, my, my parents were having to, raise another child for the most part because I mean I was a teenager well you know I didn't know much about it although your natural motherly instincts will kick in but at that time I still wasn't making the best decisions after I had her and so they're basically raising another child all over again after they had already raised me and so my sin affected them it affected other people too and so it's definitely that domino effect Well, and when you're making the sin or you're in the sin or whatever it may be, I don't think you're thinking about really pretty much anybody else. I mean, I don't think in that moment I was thinking about how this is going to affect my parents, you know, how they're literally going to have to start helping raise not just me, but help me or um, raise a child myself because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, you don't realize the effect of it when you're in it you don't and that is part of our selfish nature we're not thinking about anybody else but ourselves in that moment and when you welcome in motherhood all that has to change yeah I completely agree I um when we were thinking about talking about this topic you know that faith brought us here I immediately thought of the story about um Sarah and Abraham Mm -hmm. especially when sin causes chaos sometimes and it doesn't just affect you but in that story Sarah presented Hagar to Abraham so that, because she couldn't have, Sarah couldn't have a child. And so she was like, here, take my servant or miss, you know, whatnot and, and, um, impregnate her. Um, and so that we can have a kid together. Well, once that happened, you know, it wasn't a good thing because then Sarah was bitter and she was angry and all that other kind of stuff. But you know what stuck out, stuck, 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 (laughs) stuck out to me so much about that scripture 
is, and you know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm totally going off subject now, but sometimes I feel like I read stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know what to get. And then I'll read it like a couple more times and I'm like, I never even saw that before, which is so awesome about the Bible because I feel like God points different things out to you at different times. Mm-hmm. But the scripture in, um, it's in Genesis 16 and it's um, under verse 2. But it said, and Abraham, or Abram, listened to the voice of Sarah. So he's listening to the voice of Sarah, not listening to the voice of God. And so this is where we find ourselves a lot of times listening to our fleshly desires instead of listening to the voice of God and what he desires for us. And then this is how sin doesn't affect just us, but it affects everybody around us. Which, that was just eye-opening to me. Because you know, when you look at this story in itself, you see kind of what's created out of it. Because Hagar ends up getting um, kind of upset um, that Sarah's upset with her. And Hagar ends up fleeing because she's scared. And anyway, she goes into the wilderness and, and God sends her, sends her ends, up, ends up sending her back. But um, it's just crazy to think how relatable this is to our own lives and when we are kind of sitting in sin or doing something that's not under the will of God mm-hmm. and ends up working, he ends up working everything out to, you know, all things out for his, our, our good, but his glory. Uh-huh. But in this situation, just seeing that he wasn't listening to the voice of God, he was listening to the voice of Sarah. Which is you know, relatable to our past too. And like the choices we made was because we were listening to our own voice or someone else's voice, we weren't listening for God and what his direction was for our lives. We were being selfish and doing what we wanted to do. Right. But it's in, it's in anything though. If you think about it, it's not just, I mean, because obviously we're talking about our own stories here and it's teenage pregnancy at a point. I mean, that's just part of our story. But I mean, that's really in any sin Mm -hmm. that you do, whether or not it be pornography or gambling or I mean, anything, you yeah. know, it, it causes like that domino effect. It sort does. Of. Well, I mean, you think about, you said gambling, the effects that it has on your family. If you have a family, you know, you're, you're gambling, you're half the time you lose that money yeah. and then it puts your family in a financial distress. And so it affects everything. You can lose your home. I mean, there's just so many side effects of the choices we make. And so right. that's why it's important that we're making godly choices. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the stories that stood out to me when we were talking about the whole sin and how our sin affects other people was the story of David and Bathsheba. Um, and, and I won't read the scripture to you, but it's in First Samuel 11. And, you know, David was um, walking around on the palace of his rooftop. Uh-huh. And he happened to look over and he saw this beautiful woman bathing. Uh-huh. And he sent his messengers to find out who she was. And when they returned back to him, they had told him that she was the wife of Uriah. Yeah. And even though when she was married, he still sent for her to come sleep with him. And they slept together. Yeah. They both gave in to that sin, knowing she was a married woman. Mm-hmm. They weren't married. And um, then later on, he found out she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So he sent for Uriah to come home and sleep with her, but he refused to sleep with her while his men were out fighting yeah. in the war. And so um, then that caused all kinds of other issues. And then there was this, you know, he was saying that I'll kill your son that you're pregnant with because of your sin. Yeah. 
but when we look later on, you know, in the Bible and, and what David turned into, mm-hmm. it just shows that, yes, he made bad choices. Yes, he sinned. Oh, but man. God mm-hmm. still took him and used him for something greater. Now that's good. Because a lot of times when we find ourselves as sinners, we live in shame and mm-hmm. guilt and stuff. And we don't think that God could ever use what we have been through or use our past because it's just so dirty mm-hmm. or so, um, in our minds, we think it's so bad that mm-hmm. why, how could God use me? This is this is horrible. You know, I did something. But the, but the realization is mm-hmm. that God doesn't look at our past the way that we do. God right. looks at our future and he looks at the path that he's paved for us mm-hmm. despite what we've been through. So if we're willing vessels and ready to go, yep. God's saying, let's go, you know? We're often scared to share, one, because of the shame that we are still holding on to that we haven't let go of. Yeah. But two, we're, we are worried about the judgment that people will pass on us too. And so that's, and I think that that's a natural thing, but at the same time, we have to get over that fear. You know, God has already, he's forgiven us. Our sins were already died for. Yeah. And so that's something that we have to work on too, is forgiving our own selves. Mm-hmm. And um, I, he he can take it and he can use it, but we have to let him do that. Yeah. Um, when you were sitting there talking about the story too, I was thinking about Bathsheba and how when they sent for her, um, she had a choice, you know, mm-hmm. she had a choice to make whether or not she was going to go over there. And, you know, I'm sure there was technicalities oh, behind yeah. all of that, you know. I mean, There's a little in-between sentences yes, we right. don't know about. But you think when there's something going on, we always have choices to make too. And with Abraham and Sarah, you know, they had a choice to make. Mm-hmm. And that just brings me back to that scripture about him listening to her voice over God's yeah. voice. And if he would have listened to God's voice, it might have been something different. But how God still uses even mm-hmm. those bad things for the good and for his glory, he can still use it, you know. So not to fall into that shame and that guilt and try not to stay there, but to realize that um, you people are going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, but trying to turn that around mm-hmm. and finding God in that. Right. And obviously, the older we get, the wiser we get. And yeah. being more cautious in our choices. Because like you said, she didn't have to go over there. At that point, she hadn't even seen him that we know of. He mm-hmm. had only seen her. So it probably would have been best just for her to ignore that and say, no, you know, I'm a married woman. Instead, she says, I'm a married woman and chooses to go over there anyway. Yeah. And so we often make choices like that in our own lives. We're flirting with that sin or that idea of sin. And that's a dangerous place to be, too. But... We have to be more cautious. But if we lead into that or slip into that, you know, knowing that obviously we have to ask for that forgiveness, but we can be used for something. Just because that happened doesn't mean that we can't be and we don't have something that we can share to help other people with where they're at. So I have a question for you. Okay. We're going to do a little question and answer so y'all can get to know (laughs) us a little better. I like it. Yes. So for you, what was your turning point? Hmm. You could have asked me this before we got started. <laughs> a little deep question yeah. for you. Turning point. Um, on the spot, I would say it's kind of kind of sounds cliche, but it's not because I feel like everybody has a rock bottom, and mm-hmm. at different seasons in our life, that rock bottom might look completely different. You know, right. but in that point in my life, I I 
think it was pretty close to being just a, a really hard place for me. Um, and it was when I had no one. Like, I felt like I was all alone. And it was because I had isolated myself completely from everybody. Um, nobody knew really what was going on. I didn't have any money. Um, and I was trying to raise kids by myself, you know. And uh, I needed something. Like, I really just needed something. Mm-hmm. And feeling like I was by myself. And, and, and I really honestly had done that to myself, isolated right. myself in that way, which we can do sometimes. A lot of people do. But mm-hmm. um, I had to fall on my face in surrenderance to God. Right. And I think that that was my turning point is, like, am I going to continue to live this life and try to do it by myself? Right. Um, or am I going to let somebody hold my hand and go with me? Mm-hmm. And I think that was the point I said... I've got to, I've got to do something. And it wasn't that I didn't have a relationship or I wouldn't say relationship. It wasn't that I wasn't saved. Right. I knew God, but at that point I didn't have a relationship with him. And that was the turning point is I've got to do something different. Now it wasn't perfect that first, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's still not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But, um, I really kind of seeked him in a different way and, put him closer to the forefront in my own life. And that's where I really saw that kind of, that not right away, but that kind of turning mm-hmm. point in my own life. Well, when you think about it too, like when you're looking back on your past and when you finally surrendered it over to him and allowed him to take that control and lead you yeah, and, and look at where you're at now compared to where you were, it's like, why didn't I do that sooner? Mm-hmm. You know, like you've, proven so much faithfulness in my life but I think sometimes like you said we have to hit that right bottom and sometimes it it makes it where we have to be alone in order to feel that because Mm -hmm. one he gets us alone sometimes so that he can just have us with him and have nobody else distracting us and sometimes that's the only time that we'll turn to him but other times we do isolate ourselves and we do it to ourselves I've been there too yeah well that's what I was about to say too is that um Sometimes we have to be alone um, because the distractions keep us from really hearing him. And I think that point in my life when I was alone, I was able to actually hear his voice over anything else. And it was clearer, you know. I mean, as as bad as it was kind of hurting me, it was clear that I probably wouldn't have heard as plainly as Mm -hmm. like, hey, come to me, my child. You know, I'm waiting for you sort of kind of thing. So. Um, I'm thankful for it now, but mm-hmm. in the moment it was hard. Right. You know, what about yours? What's your, what was your turning point? I think for me, I was just fed up. I was tired of doing the same routine stuff, just yeah. choosing to make bad choices over and over again with the same outcome every time and still mm-hmm. being left empty yeah. and feeling like there was a void that needed to be filled, but mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what it was. I mean, I grew up in church. Right. I was there any time the doors were open, so it's not that I didn't know. I knew yeah. who God was. I knew about God, but I didn't have that relationship with God like I should have. I had strayed away from that. And so for me, I I was just living a careless lifestyle, and it wasn't until me and my husband met, he was, like, when we really started dating, he was in BLET, and he was trying to better his life because uh-huh. of the, the choices he was choosing to make to better his life or his career. He mm-hmm. had to cut back on a lot of things. And so that honestly helped me 
um, do better in my own walk. But it wasn't until my son was born that we started really going to church together and getting involved. And our lives began changing at that point because yeah. we really started, we lost all our friends because we surrendered over all of that because we knew that our, the group of people we were hanging around, even though we had straightened some things up, they still weren't fueling us as far as that deep connection with God, that relationship with God. They weren't, I wouldn't say negative friends, but they weren't the friends that we needed when we're trying to change our lives. And so for me, that was my turning point was just being tired of the way I was living. Well, and I think with you just saying that too is God always, I think, I feel like he takes people out Mm -hmm. and he replaces people into our own lives. And that's the even talking about our relationship here today is kind of what a beautiful thing to turn it around into is how I feel like he ordains friendships, mm-hmm. he in, ordains relationships. And I used to not be really understand that whole concept at all right. and, until I have been closer into relationship with him and, and saw like him really sending people, your people, and how amazing that is versus us choosing, you know, our own people, but actually seeing how God has had a hand in sending us someone. Yeah. And that's the same for me too, is, you know, knowing that the people you're surrounded with are not going to influence us, but you choose to be friends with them anyway. But seeing the difference in the friendships that I have now compared to what I used to have, I'm like, they were not really a friend. Not that they weren't a friend in time of need, but that's not like a godly friend, like it's so much different and it's so much more assuring to know that you've got people who love the Lord like you do and that are going to cheer you on, but they're also going to call you out out of in love yeah. when they know that you're on the wrong path or choosing to do the wrong things. And right. I'm thankful for that and those friendships now. Well, we need it. We I do. feel like it's not even just that. Um, I feel like we need that because I need someone to put me in check mm-hmm. sometimes, or I need someone that can be honest with me sometimes or, um, you know, tell me something that I may be doing wrong or tell me a way to better react from something that I would normally react in it. You know, just help me. Help walk this life with me because it's not meant to be done alone. You know, you're meant to have people behind you. But I have a question for you real fast before we end this. And guys, um, we hope that you're getting to know us a little bit more too because that's what we want this to be about as well is just getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, And walking life hand in hand. So, Susan, so... We talk about faith bringing us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, faith brought us together. Faith yeah. kind of brought us to start this podcast and to step out and leap out in a step of faith. <laughs> <laughs> leap, step. Uh, but what is something else that faith has like brought you out of or faith has brought you into? Um, oh, this for sure. <laughs> but, you know, when I when I said that I had gone to the first 341 meeting and and listened to the testimonies there and I clicked with Crystal and her story. And then it was after that, that she asked me for coffee and we went and sat down and talked together. Um, I went into that place in a very broken place. I mean, I'd gone through a lot over the past, uh, it'd been months. And so for me, I struggled because I was in a dark place. I was struggling to even open my Bible and read it, but I'd been so excited about attending this night. And I remember sitting there hearing her speak and it was just like a me too moment. And so, like I said, like it gave me hope for what's to come. And then it was in that day that I was like, okay, God, 
you obviously brought me here for a reason at a very difficult time. And so I have to give this to you and trust your plan. And so surrendering over everything then and just just seeing what he's done since then and how involved I've been able to be and, you know, just the things that he's replaced all that hurt with, you know, it definitely brings me to we do have to go through hurt and pain in order to come out on the other side and be grateful for the blessings that he puts in our lives. Yeah, and see, I, from another perspective, never knew reaching out to you that you were even in that place. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that um, that could totally be used as far as if you know somebody, reach out, you know, mm-hmm. or even if you don't know somebody and, and, and it might be totally uncomfortable, reach out. You never know what just that conversation could open up for somebody else and um, just refresh them mm-hmm. and to something new and sharing a little piece about who you are and how you two aren't perfect, mm-hmm. you know, could open someone else's eyes to say, you know what, God, like, I see you, yeah. you know? Um, so that, that's so special. I feel like that we kind of disregard so much and don't take those opportunities as much as we probably should. Yeah. I, I agree with and encourage anybody <laughs> yeah. to definitely step out in faith and to, it's going to be uncomfortable, but do it anyway, yeah. because something beautiful could come out of that. I mean, for you, what would you say faith has brought you to or out of? Oh, man. Um, oh, faith brought me <laughs> Faith brought me um, into definitely a lot of things. I think stepping out in faith to um, write devotions when I did. I think stepping out in faith to do this, obviously, in, in ministry. Um, mm-hmm. Because I guess I can, especially ministry in itself, I was that person that was like, my past is way too dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, God, who's going to want to listen to me kind of thing. And a lot of people look at me and go, really? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I was that person that was like, well, I don't, you know, why me? Because I don't really have anything to offer. Like, I'm I'm too dirty for that. And so stepping out in that was really hard Mm -hmm. um, because... I was very shameful and um, still bitter in some areas. And, and there was some other areas that I knew um, were going to have to be kind of worked on and pried through. And so I think that faith and knowing that what God calls you to, he will also sustain you through. Mm-hmm. What God calls you to, he will also go with you and has gone before you through. Yeah. Um, believing that and knowing that has probably got me through a lot because mm-hmm. I don't think that God would give a vision and God would give details and God would give a heart and a passion for certain things without giving you the backbone and the ability to go through it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was really just believing in myself as much as God does. Mm -hmm. Not to say that sometimes I don't, you know, (laughs) I mean, because that is, that's reality. But I try to believe those truths over myself more than I believe the lies Mm -hmm. so that I keep going and I do what I know God wants us to do, you know. So I, I would say 
if that makes sense, it I does. would say that, you know? And I think while, while you're speaking on that, I'm thinking of, of this, this podcast. Yeah. And, and y'all, it started with a with a simple phone conversation <laughs> on the way to work in the mornings. And it was just like, it was like heart-to-heart, biblical <laughs> conversation. And it was like... It's like counseling to each other. It really was. But we're like, <laughs> how many other people sh- would want to hear this or yeah. need to hear this? And so we literally dreamed and had a vision yeah. to start a podcast and we could have given mm-hmm. up, but we didn't. We hard. kept yeah. praying and kept pursuing and kept putting in the work and trying. Yeah. And so another bit of advice to y'all would be is if you have a dream or a vision from God and you know, it's from him, don't stop and don't yes. give up, see it through. Cause he's going to provide the way. Right. Pray for it. Yeah. Um, ask for it, receive it with a grateful and obedient heart yeah. and step. I said, mm-hmm. I would say step, leap, jump, go, you know, run the race, run the race. <laughs> um, so we are excited to be doing life with you guys yes. now. This is what I think it is. It is us doing life together, learning, growing, mm-hmm. building. What other words can we say? <laughs> Receiving, <laughs> challenging. <laughs> and we hope that you look forward to Wednesdays in a different way than you ever have. Yes. It's one of my favorite days of the week now. <laughs> <laughs> so mine too. So come join us every Wednesday from here on out. We will be sharing you sharing with you guys our hearts and yes. subscribe and, and rate the channel and share sh- with everybody. Yes. Share it with all your sisters and your friends. Your work friends. Your girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and all right. we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye guys. Bye.